Hello and welcome to the Afterburners podcast. I am your host Samuel Oni and this is episode 16. With me is Wes Spearman. Wes, how are you today? Yeah, not too bad, especially after a, a decent race, a surprisingly decent race last weekend. In the Paul yeah. Ricard in France, <laughs> no, yes, it was. No one was expecting that. Yeah, it was rather, it was rather good. I mean, the runoff. Well, it was, it was good for Paul Ricard. I wouldn't say it's one of the best races of the season. Oh, it, oh, it, it was it was decent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, there's a lot. Well, yeah, there's a lot to get through. But yeah, the but the big talking point is uh, let's let's start with the Flying Dutchman, as I like to call <laughs> it. Red Bulls Max Verstappen wins the French GP. He extends his gap in the drivers championship and i mean just absolutely great wonderful wonderful let me get your thoughts i mean yeah he was a superb driver he met him well i say superb drive but he messed it up at the start didn't he? <laughs> going yeah. wide at turn one he, wide. Could have, he yeah. could have lost the race there and then quite easily but i mean he, he, he drove well to come back but fair play to the red bull strategists because they've been outplayed a couple times by Mercedes this year in, uh, I think, in Bahrain and uh, in Spain. And, yeah, Saturday, uh, Sunday, rather, was, it was uh, like Spain, but reversed because <laughs> Red Bull did the two-stop, Mercedes did the one-stop. And surprise, surprise, it worked out for Red Bull. And what an undercut to for well, Verstappen was, and Hamilton. Yeah. That was so, like, that cut it so fine. And yeah. just what a just what brilliant. a I know a wave of brilliance from Red Bull and 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 an amazing outlap from Verstappen to to make the undercut work. And yeah. from for me, that's what won the race for Verstappen and, and Red Bull. There's a well besides the the two stopper, but I think mean, yeah, just just what a drive from and what what a strategy from Red yeah. Bull. Not often we've said that in in recent years, yeah. but yeah. It was a, a perfect outcome for, for Red Bull, really. You mentioned the key word there, strategy. F1, I've, I believe F1 is all about two things in the sport. Time, because like once you lose time, you could almost... It's the difference between, you know, getting pole position, finishing in the points, points position. And the second thing, time and... Oh, I've forgotten now. <laughs> strategy strategy, <laughs> strategy yes yeah. sorry strategy like are you going for a one stop are you going for a two stop and i think red, red bull got it right red bull got it right especially with the tire tire management two stop strategy with both verstappen and perez which i think was oh, actually no, perez perez did the one stopper oh one perez stop. did the one yeah i think verstappen and leclerc were the only drivers to pit twice and leclerc and ferrari they had a dreadful race but, oh. um, which we might get on to later, but yeah, I, I mean, Mercedes got it wrong, which is surprising because Bottas said oh, he wanted I'm a two-stop. Yeah. yeah, did you? He's hit, quite yeah, angry. His, yeah. He he was very angry in his radio. Oh, there he is putting it politely. <laughs> he was <laughs> extremely pissed off with Mercedes uh, at, at them keeping him out on completely destroyed tires. I mean. When we saw him try to defend against Verstappen and Perez, he just couldn't. He had no tyres oh. left. And to be fair, his defensive driving on, on Verstappen on the Mistral straight, that was just appalling. 
because well, first of all, he went into he went in too deep. So Verstappen yeah. had a better, much better run. And whether that was to do with tires or driver skill, it's probably a mix of the both, to be fair. But his defensive driving, Bottas, was just not not there at all for Mercedes. And he didn't manage his tires well enough to I mean, Perez did it. Perez did it just fine and and, and got a double podium for Red Bull. And I mean, we know Hamilton, he's a master of tire management, but not even he could keep Verstappen off, yeah. off his tail with, with the two stopper. And Mercedes, did they get it wrong this weekend? Should they have gone for the two stopper? If they'd gone for the two stopper, do you think Hamilton would have won? Pose, pose that question to you. I think so, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. So Red Bull definitely won that battle. I think they had the better race, race strategy, evaluated the circuit where they can win it, and they just put it all together and they got it bang on right. And uh well, Valtteri Bottas, like I said, he was <laughs> very unhappy, as you said, politely. In his I'm not gonna say his words, but <laughs> why didn't we do the two-stop strategy? <laughs> Much what he said, and uh well, yeah. Verstappen, before we move on, Max Verstappen, this is his third win this season. Yeah. Three wins. In a row as well. I think. Three, well, three wow. Red Bull in wins a row. in a row. Yeah. Yeah. Just, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Hamilton, three as well. Or is it four? Uh, how many I races think it's... Had? <laughs> I can't remember. We've <laughs> seven? had seven. Have we had seven? Yeah. Had seven, yeah. The Red, yeah, no, Red Bulls won four, think, Hamilton's yeah. won three. Verstappen's won three races now. Red Bulls won three in a row because Perez won last time yeah. in the coup. Oh, yeah. And Hamilton's on three. Yes. Yeah. Max Verstappen, do you think he can win it this season? I certainly do. Well, he- I mean, we're, well, we, we, I was going to say we're a third of the way through the season, but I mean, which, which I expect, I still expect the season to be a good. 20 odd races long but given obviously what's happened with Canada and I doubt we'll be racing in Brazil this year um, mm. because of COVID and America whether there's going to be a, a double header in, in Austin I'm not too sure um, Australia potentially but it's right at the end of the season they want they really want that sort of end of the season finale in in Jeddah and then in Yas Marina which Brings us on to perhaps another talking point. If you've seen the the changes to the Aston Marina circuit uh, this year, to try and improve the racing. If not, we'll talk about that next week. But I mean, if Red Bull keep going like they have done for the last two three weeks, then potentially Verstappen could become the first non Mercedes driver to win in the Turbo Hybrid era. Um, I think it is still fairly early doors yet. He's leading Hamilton okay. by what? How many points? Not too many. It's less than twenty, isn't it? Yeah, so only, um, yeah, Verstappen is on 131. Yeah, Lewis Hamilton is on, I think, 114. I think, yeah, so that's that's still not too. I mean, Hamilton's he had a poor race in Monaco, which I think really shook things up because Verstappen won yeah. in Monaco. Yeah, that was well, if if Verstappen goes on to win this year, I think we'll look back at Monaco and say that was a huge turning point. Do you think in, Monaco in will the be season. the turning point? If Verstappen goes on to win, goes on to win it, I think so because Hamilton finished seventh, Verstappen won. That's a huge, huge points difference, and I mean we're seeing that now with Verstappen leading Hamilton 131 points to what's 114, 115, and 
it is still early doors. We've still got yeah. 14, 15, 16 races left. So there's plenty of time for Hamilton and Mercedes to get back up to speed where they've been off the pace uh, the last few weeks. I mean, to be fair, Hamilton could have won in Baku. It was only the, the, the magic break button <laughs> that stopped him from winning that. And, well, I suppose a, a mistake on Hamilton's part, locking up going into turn one. But I think the next two races could be fairly interesting. I, could, I think they could be close between Hamilton and Verstappen. Yeah. Two races back-to-back in Austria where, I mean, every, every time we've raced in Austria since Verstappen's been in Formula 1, at turn one, you just see the waves of orange from travelling Dutch fans <laughs> over to Austria. And I think it's, it's a track that, I'm not really too sure on on which it favours because Austria is quite a short circuit. It's probably one of the shortest on the calendars in terms of lap time. Um, with the yeah. cars going getting well going over the line in what barely over a minute. So I I, I reckon it'll the be fastest close. lap there, lap there in Austria, Styrian I think was a one zero seven. Yeah, it's, it's fairly short. I think, yeah, I think it was one of those, one of the two Mercedes drivers. Um, yeah, and it will be interesting. Well, before we touch on McLaren, let's let's talk let's talk predictions. So, tell me, your pole sitter <laughs> for the Styrian Grand Prix? Oh, this is tough. <laughs> I just said this is going to be tough. <laughs> uh, oh. Pole, 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 pole. Um, we'll, we'll talk predictions and then we'll preview steering yeah. because of the, yeah. yeah. So your pole sitter for the steering Grand Prix. I'm going to go Verstappen. I think I've gone Hamilton the last few weeks. I think Verstappen's just on such a great run, and he can get his sixth pole position in steering. Maybe Austria as well uh, at, at, at the same track, but um, it depends. I think there's supposed to be a bit of rain around. For the race as well, which which could spice yep, things up a little I've, bit. I've seen some, the weather. Could see an I've odd seen... grid and an odd race, a jumbled up grid. I mean, yeah, wet races always, they always make for for interesting Grand Prix. Um, but I'm going to go with Verstappen, pole sitter for the Styrian Grand Prix. First up, oh, race winner. <laughs> I think Hamilton. Lewis I think Hamilton Mercedes won. is going to come back. I think Mercedes yeah. is going to come back in Styria. I think Verstappen's going to get pole, but Hamilton's going to win the race. Okay. I think that's I think that's the first time I've gone for a, a different pole sitter and race winner from different teams. Right. This year, I, th- I think anyway, I'll have to look back. Driver of the day, again is just a lottery. Isn't it? Oh, Pierre Gasly. I'm going to go with Pierre Gasly. He's, he's had a good yeah. He's had a good season. Yeah. I'm go with Gasly for driver of the day in Styria. Okay, so if you could just clarify it again. So pole sitter Max Verstappen, race winner Lewis Hamilton, driver of the day Pierre Gasly. Okay. That's my okay. three. Okay. I am going to go for pole sitter, Max Verstappen. I think he's going to want to take this into... He's going to want to go into uh, Styrian Grand Prix and be like, you know what? I messed up in Baku. I've got something... Well, in... it wasn't his fault in Baku because the well, tyres yeah. failed. <laughs> yeah. I crashed in Baku. I just won the fence GP. And I want to keep this momentum going, especially with my title rival behind me as well. So I'm going Max Verstappen as a pole sitter for the Styrian Grand Prix. In fact, I'm going to go, I'm going to race double win it. as well. Race winner as well. Another 25 laps. 
sorry, 25 points. points. Yeah. <laughs> 25 points. And uh, driver of the day, as you said, it is a lottery. If I look back Anyone. at the past driver of the days <laughs> this season, majority, well, Vettel's got at least two. Sergio Perez yeah. has one mm-hmm. as well, and a few other drivers, I'm not sure. So I'm going to go with, is a fairly short track. I'm going to go with Lando Norris in McLaren. That is a very good, he had two good races last year as well. I'm going to go with Lando Norris pro, in yeah, the McLaren. Him in the opening race last year, and what did he get? Was it a fourth or a fifth when he had just that flyer of a, of a last lap Lando it was? Yeah, in Austria last yep. year, I reckon that's a good shout. Yeah, <laughs> especially so, given how well McLaren have been doing. Yeah, they've got the most points in the opening seven races since uh, since they switched to Honda engines and are now back with Mercedes engines. Well, since since the team went orange, basically, <laughs> they've got the most points in the opening seven races. I've got what 110 points. Yeah, which is I think another 20 or 30 up from last year. So they're just on the up on the up and up, and yeah, I think. Norris and Ricardo, and I'm sort of segueing this onto our next talking point. <laughs> yep. But, so, yeah, just another just a, solid just a, outing from McLaren. Yep. So, pole sitter, Max Verstappen, race winner, Max Verstappen, driver of the day, Lando Norris. And Good then, um, just, just to mention briefly, Aston Martin got both cars in yep. the points. Double points. Ninth and tenth, so only three points, but always yeah. good to have a double, double points finish. Yep. For the first time this season, so yeah, I, I never just on on Aston Martin. I can't remember when it was in in the Grand Prix, but I was watching the highlights back on on Channel Four on Sunday, and I can't remember if it was an overtake or uh, it was it was a replay. But you know, in Monaco, where we had Vettel going around the outside of to, of of, of Beau Rivage, yeah, going oh, around yeah. the outside of Gasly, and then yeah. the TV director cuts to Lance Stroll bumping over some curbs. Oh yeah, just bring up bring up the stroll graphic on on the TV. That, oh, yeah, happened, yeah, yeah. In, that happened in Port Ricardo. It's just like, oh no, what's going to happen here? <laughs> just a bit of PTSD of the stroll graphic. Oh, up to, oh no, what are we missing? Please don't miss oh, anything else. Stroll. And you know what? I can't actually remember what happened now. So yeah, <laughs> I just thought that was. I just saw the stroll graphic. And thought, oh no, what's going on? What's going on? What are we missing? Um, <laughs> oh no, what's happened? As Crofty would say. Um, but yes, now the Styrian Grand Prix. I mean, what a, what a race it was last year in 2020. The first race of, uh, you know, in the midst of the pandemic, F1 got racing up and going again. And uh, Hamilton, Hamilton won the race in that opening race, and he got qualifying as well. And um, well, the top three, actually, 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 <laughs> one question, one, one question. Yeah. <laughs> the Styrian Grand Prix, what, what, how do you think the podium will, will look like? Who's going to finish in the top three? Um, well, I said Hamilton is race winner, so I think he'll be one. And if it's not Hamilton on the top step of the podium, it will be Verstappen. So I'm going to go Verstappen second. And... Tough. <laughs> is it is is it going to be one of the top two teams, or is it is a Ferrari going to sneak in there, like we saw with Leclerc in the first uh, Leclerc in the first race of last year? 
or is it going to be McLaren? I don't. I'm going to go Perez. I'm going to play it safe. And Perez. Go Perez in okay. third. Yeah. Hamver per <laughs> for my podium. So my po. I think my podium is going to be Hamilton. No, sorry, Verstappen. Verstappen. Hamilton for second place, and then third place. Well, I, I'll tell you now. It's not going to be Bottas. I don't think Bottas will no, get a podium. No, I don't think Bottas either. Um, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna go Lando Norris. I'm gonna go Lando yeah. Norris. I reckon if if he gets a podium, he should he should get driver of the day. Yeah, Lando, Lando Norris. Um, so back to preview and steering GP. So yeah, Lewis Hamilton won won the steering steering GP, and uh, it was quite a fa- I mean, it's quite a fast track as well. Sebastian Vettel at the time was driving for Ferrari, and he crashed out. He retired. Mm. When he was in his Ferrari days, how would you sum up his relationship with Charles Leclerc? Um, because because they had they had a few run-ins on yeah. on tracks in previous races, you know, coming together. They did, but I'd I'd say they had a decent working relationship. Those two, I think, the trouble was more Vettel's relationship with Ferrari and the Ferrari management. I think they had a big falling out. Um, which obviously didn't didn't help Ferrari at all last year. They had a came what sixth last year. They were dreadful. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Ferrari their car hasn't improved that much really from last year. I mean, Leclerc's just outdriven it a few times, and uh, Carlos Sainz is perhaps still getting used to it a little bit. Um, obviously, both cars finished outside the points in um, in France, which is, is is quite a big step down from where they were the week before with Leclerc yeah. finishing what fourth fifth. And well, Leclerc getting pole as well in the last two races, well in Azerbaijan and in Monaco. And I mean, I think Ferrari—they've got a good driver. I mean, Leclerc and Sainz, two outstanding drivers. I think it's just the car that's letting them down because they're—they're mm. they're doing better than last year, but they're still struggling. I mean, as I said, they didn't get points last weekend when. McLaren got double points. Aston Martin got double points. Um, Gasly is just completely out driving the Alpha Tauri. I think they've got a good car, Alpha Tauri. Um, yeah. Alonso, eighth in the Alpine. Um, and it's just how can a team like Ferrari not battle the likes of typical midfield teams or teams that have been in the midfield for the last few years? Ferrari's been at the top and now they're suddenly finding themselves in the midfield and to be honest, at the bottom end of the midfield, of that because they they should be there with McLaren, like, absolutely, yeah, they should be, but they're just not. So something's going wrong in Ferrari, and I mean this year they're not they obviously weren't allowed to make too many changes to the car for cost saving purposes. So I think next year we should see Ferrari. Well, hopefully, as a, a, a fan of Formula, I haven't been the greatest fan of Ferrari, but if you're getting into Formula One, or you know the you know the history of Formula One, you know just how prestigious a team like Ferrari is. You always want to see them come at the top uh, top end of, of, of the points in the constructors or whatever. It's just sad to see them not get any points in France, um, just not winning races anymore. So fingers crossed, as a neutral, as an, as an F1 fan, that Ferrari can get back to business next year. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, well, there's nothing more to say than... <laughs> not a lot. <laughs> not a lot, no. But uh, 
the second of the triple header race we are in styria this this weekend i think yeah this this weekend yep, this coming weekend which in the same same track but different name the week after yeah i, w- I wonder why that is i wonder why that is why well, it's styria I don't know. this weekend I mean, well, and then... take take italy for example we've got well, last year we had a Grand Prix of Monza, we had a Grand Prix of Mugello, we had a Grand Prix of Nivola. <laughs> all, oh, yeah. Just all had different names. I mean, Italian Grand Prix number one, Italian Grand Prix number two, Italian Grand Prix number three. Um, I mean, it's it's still the Austrian Grand Prix. It's it's the same track, it's just a different name. It doesn't really make much difference, I suppose. It's just, well, just a different name. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Yeah. I don't think the drivers will be going like, right, how do we approach the Styrian Grand Prix different to the Austrian Grand Prix? You don't. It's it's the same track, it's the same layout. Um just different names just yeah just different names just keep it the same yeah so um i i believe well we've come to the end we've come to the end so uh well ladies and gentlemen we have reached the end of the afterburners podcast episode 16 it's a goodbye from me samuel Oni, and it's goodbye from wes bye-bye <laughs> and uh enjoy the styrian race this weekend and hopefully hopefully we will see some Good racing and hope and yeah, goodbye and take care.